one of my favorite things about doing the Rice Kelly podcast is being able to connect with people from all across the country that have that have the same passion for hunting and the outdoors and a passion for pursuing God and growing in their relationship with him. That remains true today with my guest, AJ Howard. AJ is the founder of Unbounded Pursuit, a video and content resource for people who love the outdoors and love Jesus. AJ and I have a great conversation about life, hunting, and our relationship with God, and I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. But before I get to that, I wanted to ask you guys to connect with me on my social media outlets for this show. I love being able to connect with you guys from all across the country, and I've really enjoyed the Rise Elite podcast, and it allows me to hear your voice and your thoughts about this show. You can find me on Instagram at the handle at Rise Elite, on Facebook at URL, facebook.com slash RKE afield. That's RKE as in rise, kill, eat afield. And then I am now on Twitter where I may share some stuff going on with the podcast as well as some thoughts I may have or whatever it may be. But you guys can find me at the handle at RKE afield on Twitter. Also, I want to ask that if you guys enjoy what you hear today or any other time on the rise, kill, eat podcast that you leave a rating and a review. So this helps a ton in being able to organically promote the show and the mission of sharing our love for God, freedom, and the great outdoors. So leave a rating, leave a review on the platform that you are listening through. So I don't have a ton of announcements today, so I wanted to keep this short and simple. That way we can get to my conversation with AJ of Unbounded Pursuit. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and get to that conversation with AJ Howard of Unbounded Pursuit, and I hope you enjoy the show. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well over here in Kentucky. It's just pretty cool talking to you in Washington yep. online and all the way you know, across the country and everything. And it's pretty crazy how we actually met, how we actually started talking because I had made a an Instagram post and I think I ended up tagging you guys in it. Yeah. Because uh, what, I, what I ended up was doing was I was going through and I was trying to max out how many people I could tag onto the a post that I was making. I don't remember yep. which one it was, but a post I was making and uh, I was trying to find, you know, people with some similar, uh, similar audiences to what I was looking for. And of course, coincidentally found you guys unbounded pursuit and tied you guys in there. You reached out to me and we just started talking from there and I was, and we, we started talking about the podcast. I was like, man, I think I'm going to end up having this guy on. Cause I started looking at some of your content and some of your, uh, videos and that kind of thing and it was it was really cool so well, i appreciate you, you appreciate being it. on being on the rice kill eat podcast with me today yeah i'm excited i this is the first one i've been on and uh like you said um i've been just trying to connect with a bunch of people with the same kind of audience or view um and of course part of unbounded pursuit is to reach out to other people um so i'm gonna have to pick your brain later about how you found more like my uh people on the insta page because i'm trying to do that all the time and so when i saw that you tagged us i of course checked out your profile and um immediately saw that you had a love and passion for christ and i was like oh sweet i gotta connect with this guy because um, i'm always just trying to find more people to talk to um connect with and then 
what we'll talk about later with our uh, lookup series, um, getting more people to share verses and uh, reach out to more people. Heck yeah, man. That's, that's exactly what this, you know, this podcast, this whole deal is about. It's just our slogan is, you know, God, freedom, and great outdoors. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the whole gist of what, you know, I want the show to be about is just pursuing God, pursuing Jesus, pursuing our creator, of course, pursuing freedom in Jesus and then pursuing freedom as Americans. And then of course we doing that, you know, doing that, going out into the outdoors and hunting and fishing and, you know, just camping, just being outside and just being able to, you know, appreciate what God has given us through our pursuits of the outdoors. So whenever I saw that, that was something you guys, you know, you guys enjoy doing and you guys, uh, valued as well. I, I mean, I just knew I had to have you on here. So we were talking a minute ago how you are a full-time teacher. Yeah. Uh, you, you said elementary, right? Preschool and elementary special ed. Man, you are brave because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, teach, uh, I teach middle school, and that is about as far down as I could go as far as like age level goes because, man, it's, it's just a whole different ball game. And I've got a – well, I guess now he's a first grader. He, he was reminding me today because his last school year is over with now. Yeah. So he's – I've got a first grader now and I've got a preschooler and, uh, man, ha- imagine, imagining that times about, I don't know, 15, 20, it's just, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't imagine it. <laughs> yeah. I, I only have like five or six at a time, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. And I, that middle school group is fun. I, uh, the last couple of years have helped coach middle school wrestling and track. Um, and that's a whole different ball game for element than elementary for sure. Definitely is. Definitely is. So you, you enjoy coaching and getting out and doing that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Um, I did a bunch of different sports in school, but um, wrestling's the only one that I really, I mean, track's fun um, as well. But wrestling is definitely where my ha- my heart lies with coaching. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I played a lot of football. I, I coached some football for a few years and uh, hoping to get back into it eventually. But um I can definitely understand that. That's, you know, that's coaching is there's very few things that are, you know, that rewarding being able to, especially, you know, having a group of young kids that don't really understand the game yet. So being Mm -hmm. able to kind of mold them and teach them, you know, strategies and that kind of thing, I guess wrestling would be a little bit different because it's a one-on-one deal, but uh, at the same time, I guess there are some similarities, but being able to mold them and teach them strategies and be able to watch them mature and grow. It's, it's really cool. It is. It's a blast for sure. Of course, I wanted to have you on here to do some talking about hunting and that kind of thing. So where did your your hunting journey, where did this, did all of it start? I mean, most people, I know they, they start out pretty young. For me, I started out whenever I was like an early teenager uh, doing some whitetail hunting and stuff over here in Kentucky. So what did that look like for you as a guy over in Washington? So what's that look like for you? So I did not grow up hunting. Um, actually it kind of all, uh, resonated around when I met my now wife. Um, we started dating a decade ago this last week and her dad and stepdad were big hunter guys. Um, and I'm kind of more of a people pleaser person and uh, more of that route. So like going camping with them, I hated coffee. They always <laughs> like, Hey, you want a cup of coffee? Oh, sure. I'll drink a black cup of coffee. This is disgusting, but I'm, yeah, it's good. Um, 
you know, and then I love, began to love coffee and I drink a lot more of it now, but kind of happened with hunting as well. So I started when I was 19. Um, I met my, at the time, girlfriend when I was 17. Went off, wrestled for a a quarter um, in college. And then um, it's kind of around hunting season. I did an online thing, came back, um, and then went hunting with her uh, stepdad. And it was it was awesome. I was hooked right off the gate. And the very first experience was mule deer hunting. And we're going up the hill early morning. You know, I have a gun, but I'm borrowing his bullets. We get up on the top of the hill. I had forgotten the bullets, so I had to run back. <laughs> they waited for me. I'm all flustered. I get back, and then they're like, oh, there's a deer. So we ran to the top of the ridge, popped over. And there was a giant bull elk with a herd of cows. And he was just bugled first thing in the morning in the sunrise. And it was just game over. Right at that point, you knew you had to get back out there. Oh, man. And ever since then, I've dived into videos and books and magazines and articles. And I used to be kind of a hobby jumper. And this is all I do now. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll definitely hook you like that. Uh, I've had some pretty incredible experiences like that as well not necessarily with elk, but, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, views that we get to see when we're in the outdoors that just, that just take your breath away. And it's, it's really cool. And it's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So as somebody who's kind of started a little bit later, I mean, you said you were 19. So as somebody who started, what kind of, what kind of things do you think that you appreciate more because of that? I guess somebody, I guess what I'm trying to say is somebody at that starts out earlier I think they, they kind of take some things for granted Mm because I mean, like it's something that, you know, so-and-so did. I I first went hunting whenever I was five or something like that. They may Mm -hmm. take it for granted as they're coming up, but being somebody that started much later, what are some things that you appreciate that more because you started later that you wouldn't necessarily appreciate if you, I guess, were, were doing it your entire life? Yeah. And that actually kind of connects with uh, my story of how I, came to Jesus. Um, so my wife and I have kind of done everything together. She's not, I mean, she just shot her first year last year because we have a little boy who pounds the meat. Um, but heck yeah, (laughs) but otherwise she's not a big hunter. Her sisters are and her, her family, but, um, you, we both, I guess, came to Christ in our late, I was early twenties. Um, and I think she was 20. Somewhere in there. Anyways, we didn't grow up in it necessarily. Um, same with hunting. We came to it later and realized, you know, our need for Christ and how we were living our life. And I guess we've been talking a lot about, like, if we had grown up in it, you know, because we know a lot of people that have, of course. They're either, oh, I've already read that before, so I'm not going to read into it again and try to learn something new or I... I don't really know how to explain it. It's like they already, I guess, take it for granted what what it's about. And I think maybe people with hunting are like that. Not everyone, of course, but in the same way where if they grew up in it, they've always kind of just done it. Everything has gone a certain way. They have these certain traditions, which is could be really, really cool. Um, but I guess to me, it's still like this brand new thing that I'm still trying to grasp and learn. And at this point, I'm 27, so I've hunted for about eight years. And I know I'm never going to learn 
everything and know everything. And I hope that I keep that and don't get to this like cocky mindset that I know everything and everything's going to go my way, which it doesn't help the last eight years, especially three years since I, or two years that I moved to the east side of Washington and I've had my best hunting seasons yet. I think still being new and still trying to learn everything and like I've only dabbled in fishing a little bit and I really want to learn. So I'm always continually learning and trying to find new things and share that information with others because I'm hungry for that information. So I'm assuming other people are too. Does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely does. And I think I think what you're getting at is that like basically you're able to challenge yourself, you know, by learning something new. I mean, because and being somebody that is getting into hunting later, like you're able to establish your own traditions. Like mm-hmm. I know for a lot of people who start out, you know, three, four, or five years old going with their grandpa or their dad, whoever it may be, they have those family traditions that they that they want to keep alive and there of course there's nothing wrong with that but being somebody in you know kind of like in your position where you're you got into it later you're able to establish traditions now that you know you'll be able to pass down to your kids yeah and, and that's what i'm able, excited about exactly and i think that's what it comes down to is that you know being somebody who being somebody who got into hunting much later it gives you the opportunity to be able to share the things that you have learned like on your own, you didn't really have somebody to teach you necessarily. I mean, at least from a, from a young, uh, you know, a younger point in your life, you didn't necessarily have somebody there to teach you and everything you're learning now is going to be all raw, real stuff that you learn by trial and error. So yeah, I can definitely appreciate that. And I can definitely, uh, see where you, where you're coming from with that one. Yeah, it was, Exactly what you said. I didn't have someone teach me when I was younger and I've done all this research and reached out to people and tried to talk to people. And um, one great or one really incredible thing with meeting my wife um, is both of her dads were awesome. I mean, hunters, they knew so much, just a wealth of information and her grandparents and her cousins alone are some of my closest friends and her sisters are machines. Um, So I kind of had a really good base once I did start and they are still teaching me all the time. Um, I've just also done additional research. Yeah. And I found that, you know, like you were saying a minute ago that when you get to a point that where you think, you know, a lot, I've especially found this a lot with like, Eastern Turkey hunting, which is what we have over here mm-hmm. is that right when you think you got it figured out, I mean, the animals will let you know that you don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are very good at, uh, humiliating and humbling people. Uh, well, especially I think a lot of people, at least being able to humble people and be able to show them like, no, like you don't quite have it figured out. We can, you know, things are going to happen that, that you just don't, don't necessarily have the experience and don't necessarily can't you can't necessarily prepare for. And that's, I think that's definitely, definitely the case. And that's something that you can only figure out, you know, by getting into the field. So what's your, uh, what's your story of faith? Like, I mean, you, you're mentioning how you, you came to know Christ, how you came to know Jesus and you know, what's that look like for, for you? So my, my wife and I, we, we always had this like urge to go to church and learn, but we, um, and I mean, both of her uh, grandparents, dedicated church members they 
would always talk about it, but we never went to a church in particular or did any really digging. Um, we just knew we wanted to set ourselves up for the best odds. You know, we both come from uh, divorced and remarried families, um, and they're both great. I mean, her stepdad, my stepdad, we have siblings, um, additional grandparents, but we want to beat that 50%. And so I don't know how we came to it, but I don't know if someone mentioned premarital counseling or if we just happened to start going to church and heard about it. Um, but I think we were engaged and I asked um, a buddy's dad who I knew was a pastor or an associate pastor or something, if he would marry us. So we started going through, the, maybe that's where the premarital came from. Anyways, we started meeting with him. He um, encouraged us, of course, to go to a church. Uh, we picked a local church. Um, and then I don't know what happened with him, but we kind of just really dove into this church. And we ended up asking that pastor um, about premarital counseling. So on the first session, we meet him. You know, we're starting to get to know each other. And he's like, I don't think you guys have been saved yet. I don't I think you have the right idea and you want to like do good and be good, I guess, but that you're, but you're not like saved. And so we kind of asked more questions and we were like, yes, yeah, that's what we want. And so um, then we went, it turned away from premarital counseling in a way. And it went into us praying and asking uh, for forgiveness and, you know, stating that we know that we're sinners and that we've sinned. And, um, yeah, it turned into just like an awesome, you know, like goosebump kind of night. Um, and he was like, well, I know you guys live together. We were like, uh, I hope you weren't going to bring that up. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I guess we technically did it. We feel like it, it's a little cheating in a way, but we were renting a house across the road, like three, 400 yards away from her parents. It was three months before we got married. And, um, he was, and he was just talking to us. He's like, I mean, if I'm going to go with through this, we're going to go full hearted and you can't be living together. So that night I was like, let's just, let's just do one more night. <laughs> and, um, by the time we left, we decided, we well, got to go for this. So she moved back in with her parents um, for three months until we got married. And then she moved back over. And yeah, we've been just digging and going full hearted and learning about marriage and relationships. And, um, you know, by no means are we perfect. We struggle with, you know, reading every day and uh, devotionals and stuff, but we're always just trying to be better. Um, and it's been quite a journey and God has, has opened some incredible doors for us. And we've been just ready to capitalize and, um, super, super thankful for the, a lot of the blessings that he's blessed us with. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, the Apostle Paul, of course, he, he mentions it a lot, that there's a lot of similarities between, you know, marriage and 
Christ than the church. And of course, that's the, mm-hmm. the big C church, the Christians, the believers. And um, I think there's a there's a lot that we as husbands can learn because I'm, I'm married also a lot that uh, we can learn as husbands by seeing how Christ, you know, loves the church and how Christ, you know, is willing to lay down his life for the church. I think that uh, that's pretty neat that you guys were able to go through that process together, of course, in your your premarital counseling. And that's, that's pretty cool that you're able to eventually, you know, of course, fall in love with Jesus and be able to continue to, to pursue him. And of course, that's a, that's something that, that never really ends. At least I hope it doesn't. Right? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so hopefully it's something that, that goes on for, for eternity, really. Yep. And that's been, I don't know, this is what we've kind of talked about a lot is like, are we going to let our kids date in high school? We did stupid stuff. Um, but meeting, she was a freshman. I was a junior. Um, we've grown together this entire time. Um, we've done everything together. We've spent so much time and now we just hit 10 years and I'm 27 and she's about to turn 25. And so we were saved together a week later, baptized together. Um, we've just done everything. And that's definitely is something that I would say, like, with, you know, when you meet someone, you know, it's so hard because you don't know what love and all that stuff truly is. Um, but you can make it as you as you grow up, I guess, because we. I mean, we definitely have selfish tendencies, of course, and we do things for our own want. But I think because we've been together and from so young, all of our world ideas and everything have been shaped together for each other. I mean, she knows if I buy a soda, not because she demands to know, but we're just, I don't know, we just feel like we're so connected that we, I don't know. We have an open line of communication. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So we just grow together and shape life together. Yeah, I think that's important. I think that's something that all married couples should do. If there if there is, you know, a spouse that is, you know, it could be husband or wife that is, you know, purposefully trying to hide things from the other one, I think that's automatically a red flag. I mean Totally. Uh the Bible tells us that, you know, in Genesis that whenever we become married, you know, a man and a woman become one flesh. That's literally what that means. You guys are the, now the same person. I mean, you're the same person. You're living life together, just exactly what you're what you're saying. I mean, so that 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 goes for all aspects of life, whether it's buying a house, whether it's buying a car, having children, or buying a soda. I mean, you know, exactly. Being, you know, being uh, one flesh with your wife, I and mean, that's, that's exactly how marriage was intended to be. And that's something that yeah, I think a lot of married people get away from. And that and you were mentioning the 50%, you know, the divorce rate, and that kind of thing. I think a lot of it stems from that. It's because mm-hmm. they have, there's, there's two different, there's two different people trying to live two different lives. And yeah. eventually they keep tearing and tearing each other apart. And eventually it falls apart and mm-hmm. they don't have that, that unity, that, that with what you're mentioning. That's, that's pretty interesting. That's, that's cool that you guys were able to do that. And you guys have that kind of relationship. Yeah, it's been really fun. We and that's what I was trying to or say earlier is man the blessings and you know one thing she's talked about more frequently is like man there's so much good is something bad going to happen? Everyone says there's always something bad going to happen. Uh, but we're just trying not to live in fear. But I had a quick little side note because I kind of laughed about it earlier and you can get rid of this if you want. But <laughs> no. when you were talking about the one flesh, 
Yeah. I'm kind of like one who likes to push the boundaries and say a little off colored, but not like. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I so, got you. <laughs> the running joke with us is she'll say something and be like, you're supposed to be one flesh, you know, <laughs> tonight, one flesh. And you, so, <laughs> yeah, that's part of it too. Definitely. So when we were like reading stuff, we got this uh, marriage devotional we're doing with her sister, sister and husband and uh, cousin and wife. And there was just one flesh, one flesh, one flesh over and over. And we couldn't even read that darn thing. Cause I was, <laughs> I was laughing so hard, but I mean, that's the kind of like off colored stuff. I like to be like, well, you know, when you get married, you're supposed to be one flesh. So that's true. We'll see you that's guys true. later. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the case. And uh, I think a lot of married couples that aren't pursuing that, I think that that's causing a lot of issues in their marriage as well. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. We're married. Why can't we talk about it? It's like, exactly. you're not allowed yeah. to talk about it anymore. Right. With other people. Yeah. I'm like, you're married. I'm married. It's fine. It's great. Right. Exactly. As long as you're keeping it within those confines or those, the confines of, marriage yeah absolutely yeah. Right. sorry that was <laughs> that, no that no that's funny that's i, I appreciated that one that, that one's pretty cool <laughs> but no that's that's really cool that you guys are able to have that kind of relationship and be able to do that mm -hmm. and of course that's that's i'm sure that's carried over with what you're doing now with unbounded pursuit i'm sure that's something that um i know with my wife with this uh rice elite podcast and all the things i'm trying to do with it you know she's like my my number one counsel if i've got an idea I go and ask her, I was like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think I should do with this? Or how should I approach this kind of thing? So with Unbounded Pursuit, you know, did she play a part in your motivation for starting this? And, you know, how did, how did you end up starting Unbounded Pursuit? Um, in the beginning, I was kind of a part of a, a group similar, but it turned into like, you need to pose this many times a week or you can't be a part of the group anymore. We need content, content, content. Um, you can use these discount codes and then once, if you're not a part of the group, you're kind of done and it kind of just soured me. Um, and I decided, well, Hey, I'm going to start one of these kinds of things. Um, and then I went with my now brother-in-law. He was uh, dating my sister-in-law at the time. And I kind of mentioned to him and he's like, Hey, I was thinking about starting something like this too. So then, you know, we're out camping in the snow up in the mountains and we just start going over stuff and ideas. We get back and um, him and his wife are at our house and we're just talking to it about our wives. And my wife had this great idea. She was like, pick all the words that would go, you know, um, that would fit this, I guess, write them down and then start mix, uh, mix and match in these words to come up with this name. And it took us a long time and we actually came out with one and it's a great group of guys in Idaho, limitless outdoors. And we're like, Oh, limitless outdoors. Sweet. This is what we're going with. Type it into, you know, Google or whatever. There's a website, go to Facebook. There's a group, Instagram. There's a group. We're like, come on. We just spent hours and we had this. So we go back and we're looking at it. And then um, I don't know if we were looking at books or magazines or something. And I don't remember for sure if the first word was bound or pursuit. But I know we first came to bound later. And then 
We're like, well, we don't want to be bound. We want to pursue Christ and his creation and hunting unbounded. We don't want to be constrained to like, you have to do it this way or that way. We want to kind of find and create our own way and then share that and then pursue, you know, just was perfect because we're pursuing this unconstrained passion for, for God in the outdoors. Um, so they were with that and that. And um, so we started Unbounded and started Instagram and made a Facebook because it seemed like that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and then made a YouTube channel. And this November, I think, marks three years. So we've two and a half. And it's just been crazy. The amount that I've changed personally, think and do. And um, yeah, and bringing up the part with your wife, um, I, I definitely bounce ideas off of her. But that's been the one thing we haven't been perfectly jiving on. Um, because we also feel like people spend too much time on their phones and now I'm trying to create videos that get people to look at their phones or create content that people are spending looking at their phones because, you know, too many people, kids get stuck behind video games. They don't, you know, parents aren't interacting or they want to stay true to what they're doing, like, uh, their own hobbies um, so much that their kids kind of get left in the dust. So it's been this weird kind of conflict of interest, I guess. And then I'm kind of more of like, people are looking at their phones. Why not try to fill it with positivity? Because there's so much negative garbage on social media. But there's also been so much good. I've met so many awesome people and connected with and learned from and, you know, from all over the state and now all over the country, even people up in Canada and whatnot. So there's a lot of good. And I would rather, if people are going to look at their phones, because I mean, it's like an addiction, yeah, I'd rather is. have them reading stuff about, you know, Bible verses or, um, you know, listening to podcasts like this, where they're definitely learning and pursuing your own passions. It's not like that's a bad thing. But when your kid gets stuck behind a screen so you can do your passion, that's where it kind of gets muddy. And I hope I don't really anger people. But, you know, being in the, no, the truth. Uh, field the truth. of teaching <laughs> and my previous job was a behavior specialist on the west side of the state. I mean, a lot of things are bred through parenting and um, schools aren't there to parent. They're to teach about life and about academic academics and stuff. But. Yeah, I don't know. I this might have gone on a big, weird, long tangent, but <laughs> no, you're good. I, I, I definitely agree because I think, uh, like like you were saying, so many people they will sit there, they will spend the majority of the day, you know, scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Instagram. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's it's mindless, mind numbing stuff where there's like no interaction with what they're actually doing, yeah. and I think it's important that just like anything, really, just like I mean, you could even use the same logic for reading even but i mean it depends on what you are putting in it depends on the input that you're putting in like you're mm -hmm. saying you're trying to uh create something that's going to be positive for people you're trying to create something that's going to be you know beneficial for people in their spiritual walk or maybe in their um in their hobbies or whatever it may be and if people are using some time you know on social media and uh where they're consuming this kind of content to where to the point to what you know it's it's 
allowing them to have some kind of benefit and be able to improve their life even just a little bit, then I think it's, it's good. But like you were saying, there's a balance that some people have to have as far as, you know, being able to discipline themselves to, you know, occasionally put the phone down and interact with your kids and, you know, yeah. read a book, read your Bible, you know, tell your wife, your lover, and, you know, have, have that, that family time away from phones and away from screens. That's something that we try to do here in my house just about every day. I, I just today I was telling my kids to put their video game up and let's go outside and play some soccer or something. So it was, I think it's important that, you know, we have those times where, you know, we are regrouping as a family without technology and without phones and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, but while we have our phones, you know, let's, let's con- use that time to consume, you know, positive things that are going to be beneficial and something that's going to help us out. And totally. yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's a great idea. And I think that's something that, uh, based on what I've seen with what you've done with, um, you know, Unbounded Pursuit, what you guys are doing, that's something I've definitely seen. And it's a, it's, it's a really cool resource and it's pretty cool. And you guys do a lot of like, you know, like gear reviews and like how to videos and that kind of stuff too, right? Yeah, trying to. Um, I mean, you could obviously probably tell some from some of my videos were just, I don't know, I don't always know a whole ton because I'm still trying to learn. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a learning process. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Um, and I wanted to point on one last thing on that uh, previous topic is, yeah, I'm not saying like um, video games and pursuing passions and other things are bad, like you have to be reading a devotional or right. Bible 24 seven necessarily. Um, I mean, we need our own little downtime and, you know, especially with this world of technology, that's one thing my wife and I have been talking about is like, we don't want our kid to be like a weirdo and not know what a, you know, a tablet or a video game <laughs> is <Right. laughs> by any means. Like he, he watches, we call it show, you know, on the iPad or computer every day and he loves it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want him to go to someone's house and zombie out because he's never seen that before. Um, but we just try to do it with moderation. Just like everything, so. every good thing and every bad thing. I mean, it, it requires moderation. We, I mean, yeah. if you ate nothing but cake all day, of course, that's not going to be good for you and it's going to have some negative effects. But, you know, a piece every once in a while is going to be going to be good for you <laughs> it's gonna exactly. be good for it's we gonna have, be good as far as you know keeping your sanity and be able to uh appreciate some of the better things because you got to go through the the stuff you don't necessarily want to do or necessarily that um isn't as you know immediately satisfying in order to get to the stuff that you're gonna you know that you really want to do and you're going to be able to appreciate more exactly our uh our bad thing is in cake though it's um we call it a cheerio snack um think it's from my wife's childhood it's like marshmallows peanut butter chocolate chips and we don't really use cheerios we use like cornflakes and you like melt it all together and stir it up it's dangerous that sounds like it holy cow that sounds <laughs> that like sounds just like last night i was working on um uh national boards for teaching or trying to i've been slacking but um my wife was like i'm feeling kind of snack issue and i'm like Mm-hmm. give her this weird smirk and she's like cheerio snack i'm like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so see our thing lately has been a uh, been cheesecake for us because i mean holy i i've I, uh kind of perfected a cheesecake recipe yeah and it's 
I'm kind of wishing I hadn't because now that's all <laughs> I want to eat. So. What kind? <laughs> so we usually just like put some, uh, take some strawberries, some like fresh strawberries. Yeah. And just kind of slice it and put it on top. And yeah, it's just a regular, I guess, a regular cheesecake. Just put it on top and mix the, mix the two together, man. It's a, uh, it's some dangerous stuff. <laughs> Do you, uh, dairy free or dairy? Oh, it's dairy. Yeah. It's the, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. We're, we're all into it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, uh, I don't say that as it's being bad. I just, I had some, uh, nose stuff of five, six years ago and they thought it was allergies. So I got pumped with antibiotics and I can't do dairy anymore. Oh man. I'm sorry to hear that. dude. Yeah. So we're just fighting. <laughs> we just found a uh, dairy free cream cheese. Oh, yeah. and dairy free chocolate milk. That stuff is, I mean, it's nothing like the real stuff, but it's been so long since I've drank milk. That chocolate milk is delicious. <laughs> so, Man, that's, I don't know how I would be able to react to something like that because that's yeah. about half of my diet. So, Yeah, we got lactose pills. <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there you go. Every once in a while, it's like, I have to have a piece of that pizza. <laughs> so. Of course. <laughs> but uh, getting back to... Unbounded pursuits. So, yeah, what's, what's it like? No, you're good. What's it like being able to, you know, have this platform where you're able to reach out to, you know, outdoorsmen, hunters, and anglers, and you know, really reach out to them on a spiritual level and meeting them at the things that they're interested in. What's that like for you? You know, with this with this whole uh, this whole platform that you're trying to build. Yeah, I I love connecting with people and having relationships. So it's been really fun, you know, especially meeting different people from across the state uh, because it's probably an area I've driven through or heard about. So when they were talking about it, I kind of have more of an idea, at least what our state's about. And it at the same time makes it seem so big yet so small. Um, and like the amount of people I've, that have reached out to me and shot a word of encouragement, like, Hey, you guys are doing awesome stuff. I really appreciate it. Or I, I watch your look up verses every Sunday. Um, I love what you're doing or, you know, it's, it's been really cool. And there's one guy that I met, um, in Arizona and he made a video for us and was just like, you know, if I only reach one person with this episode, I'm happy. And it kind of put a good perspective for me. Like, yeah, this is one of those hard things that we've talked about is like, you put in all this effort to try to grow this thing, but you don't want to lose like the focus of what you're trying to do. And so when he said that, it made me think like, you know, maybe the numbers, they're great and all it, Cause it means I'm reaching more people and I'm connecting with more people. Right. But if I'm just, you know, helping change one person's life in a positive way, that's good enough for me. Absolutely. So um, it's been really great, you know, and I go in these ways of like, you're gung-ho constantly doing it. And then I'm like, man, I'm on my phone way too much. And I'm kind of getting tired of posting stuff <laughs> like, and then I don't post for like two or three days. And before I was like, okay, six o'clock every night or twice a day or whatever, boost that reach, boost that in whatever numbers, engagement or whatever. Um, and now it's like, you know, I'm going to try to post a little more quality and like, I'm going to try to share a little more with my life, maybe more on stories and better 
actual post and stuff. Um, but you know, it's always, it's always changing. Yeah. What you're alluding to, you know, the, uh, I call it the, like the one person rule. I mean, that's really what it, what it is, is that, you know, we can spend all this effort and all this time and, you know, trying to build something, trying to make something where, you know, you have thousands of people, you know, hopefully that are interacting with you on a daily basis, but down on the surface level, I mean, what really matters is that, that first person, you know, it's that one mm-hmm. person because one person is eventually going to, if you truly make an impact in that one person's life and hopefully they're going to tell somebody else and then you have two people and then uh, yeah. eventually they're going to hopefully tell, tell people if you're making an impact and you're doing it for the right reasons, your intentions are the right or in the right place and you're doing it with the right heart. And I think that that one person rule, you know, trying to help that one person that needs it the most, I think is, is a, is a good uh, tactic to, to kind of work by. And that's something that I kind of, I was dealing with something very similar to what you were saying uh, just last year. Cause I actually started this, this podcast, I guess it was in the spring of last year. So I think it's just over a year now, mm-hmm. but um, I started this and, I was going hard with it for a while, you know, numbers were going up and it was going, going good, but eventually I just got worn down and then o- October came around and my, my father passed away and that everything after that, I took about like six months off and I was like, man, I just gotta, you know, just kind of reevaluate, like, what do I want to actually do with this? And what is it that, what is it that I want to actually accomplish with this? Is it, is it to reach thousands of people just to say I did? I did that or is it to actually help people and to change people's lives and to to give them you know some hope and be able to reach them in an area that they're they they are interested in you know being an outdoorsman being somebody who enjoys hunting it's like that's what I do whenever I have free time you know other Mm -hmm. than spending time with my wife and my kids if it's hunting season I'm going hunting so like why not bring my faith and bring the things that I'm interested in take those out there with me and be able to, to, to share with other people, you know, the kind of impact that hunting and being outdoors and experiencing God in the outdoors is able to, is able to do for me. And mm-hmm. that's a, that's really cool that you, you know, you mentioned that cause that's something that, like I said, I struggled with from, I guess it was, I posted one episode in November and then from the middle of November until about the middle of March, I didn't post anything. I just took, uh, an extended break. I wanted to come back in January, but I was like, man, I just need, just need more time. And just, I think having that clarity and having that time off, it allows you to, to kind of reevaluate, you know, what you want to do and, you know, the impact that you're actually trying to make. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's, so I can definitely, I can definitely relate with you as far as that goes. And that's, what's been really awesome with my wife as well is, you know, a couple different times now, uh, especially lately, because she's really, I guess trying to learn more. She's asked me like, what's your purpose? What's your mission? Like mm-hmm. share it with me again. And so it kind of helps me reflect again and really try to like focus on what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's another thing is like for so long, you know, in my prayers, I would ask, you know, ask God, you know, show me my purpose. What's, what's my purpose and what, what is it that I want to do or what is it that you want me to do? And that's, uh, and then actually here recently, I just had this, I, I guess I wouldn't call it a struggle. I just had this, I guess, kind of a, a revelation in my heart. It's just like, do Jesus's purpose. However you want to do it, do it that way. Like Jesus came for a purpose. 
fulfill that purpose doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that makes sense. But, you know, of course, in um, I think it's Colossians tells us that whatever we do, you know, do it for the glory of God. It doesn't say, you know, if you want to do a podcast, do it for the glory of God. If you want to, yeah. you know, teach, do it, do it for the glory of God. If you want to, you know, sell hot dogs on the side of the road, whatever it says, whatever it is, no matter what it is, do it for the glory of God. So find something that you're passionate about and, of course, pursue it, you know, as if you're working for God, as if you're being, you know, God's employee. And that's a, that's a conversation I had with, um, you know, Chad Davis. He's the guy with Bow Addicts. Um, he's a real great guy, by the way, but we kind of talked about, you know, being God's employee and being somebody that when we just surrender everything over to him and just kind of let him just kind of take it over. And we're just at that point, we're just his employee. So he's, he's our boss and we're just doing, you're just yeah. doing what he tells us to do. You're just, you know, <laughs> we're listening to Jesus and doing what he tells us to do. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, definitely been a big learning curve <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and a lot of what you have you have these uh like you were mentioning a minute ago these look up series these videos yeah. so what's the what's the idea behind that that's from the ones i've seen it's really cool and i'm hoping to to get one filmed for you here soon and be able to put put one out there for you yeah that would be awesome and i'd love to have that and you know, just there's a couple other people that are repeat offenders that have sent me a second <laughs> one. Um, and one guy who wants to even send me a third, uh, which awesome. is awesome because the main the goal that I'm trying to hit, speaking of numbers, is it would be cool to have one a week for a year. So 52. I think I we got about 24 with more people wanting to do it. And so, you know, that's the first goal. And then it would be sweet to have you know, one a day, someone could just pop on a four or five minute video, listen to it in the morning, um, different person, different perspectives. So, but to back up, I was just trying to think of, you know, I'm connecting with all these people, all these people want to share their passion for Christ in the outdoors to some extent. So how can I do this? And it's in a time that I was really trying to like grow our YouTube channel. And I was like, well, what's something that people are going to be able to come back to? Cause I can post it on Instagram, but you know, when you're posting daily or every other day or so, that's going to be gone in two, three weeks. People aren't going to scroll back that far. Right. Um, and if people wanted to listen to it again, I didn't want them to have to search real hard. So then I was like, man, what if people just sent me videos they can share and they have a platform to share it on? And then I kind of started a small group, a DM group on Instagram. And I asked all of these people and it was pretty well received. People were like, I'll do one, I'll do one, I'll do one. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And so it kind of all just started there. And like I said, we're almost halfway already. And it's been like every Sunday, for four months now that's really five cool. months so, so it's basically what along. it is 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 it just like a like a video you you know have somebody on there they share a verse give a little message and you know just basically to offer some some kind of encouragement on on sundays yeah sorry <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you're good yeah so um the each episode is from a specific person um that they're either sharing their favorite verse versus 
um, or verses that mean a lot to them. Um, like I started off the series with uh, Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. Those are my favorite verses. And they are, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Um, so I would start with introducing myself, read those two verses, and then explain why they mean a lot to me or why they're my favorite. Um, and so that's what um, every episode has been since, is someone else saying who they are, and then a two to four, maybe five minute video. Some people have done longer. Um, but I try to keep it two to four or five minutes because a lot of people, you know, they're not going to sit there and watch the whole thing. Um, so if it's shorter, maybe it, it would increase the chances of people staying on longer to hear the whole message instead of getting off early. Um, but yeah, it's just people, you know, they, someone else can have those same two verses, but have a whole completely different perspective than what I had or means right. something different to them than what it means to me. And so I want to be able to like share those with other people because maybe that was your f two favorite verses. And you're like, well, that wasn't anything that I would have thought those to be. This is what it means to me. Well, now we can start learning and having discussions and, um, you know, people can deepen their faith and their relationship with God because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's a, that's an important point to make is that, you know, whenever we're reading God's word, it's, it's a two way conversation. At least I hope it is that we have, you know, we have our prayer that we are talking to God and then God's talking back through us, through his word. And, you know, we may hear the same message, but hear it differently, or we may read the same thing, but we perceive it differently based on, you know, some experiences that we have mm -hmm. going on in our life and some life some of the context. Exactly. And then, yeah, I think it's a, that's definitely a good point to make. So what's some of the uh, impact that you've seen maybe in your own personal journey of your faith and maybe in uh, some, some people in your followers or in your community, what kind of impact have you seen from, you know, these look up verse series videos that you've been able to, to put out there? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I was connecting with a lot of different people talking about hunting and gear and all kinds of things. And I really appreciate all those conversations and people, but it seems like lately it's been more people like you, uh, people that have this deep passion for Christ in the outdoors, you know, this, I mean, this is what both of us are about with our platforms. It keeps coming back to this. And so now I've been talking to people like that. And, you know, one guy was like, you know, I haven't been going to church or I haven't been learning. What can I start? And, um, you know, there's, there's apps and there's just different translations of Bibles and where to start to learn in general. Um, and people sending messages like, Hey, I'm watching this every Sunday you know, which is super helpful because, you know, people might think, oh, they're not going to care. I think this, but, you know, when I'm feeling tired of posting all the time and then you hear that, you're like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, so my relationships of people I've been talking to have been definitely uh, revolving around this and having more conversations about what we believe and why we believe it. Um which has just been really cool. And it's helped me be more consistent with reading, uh, doing devotionals, you know, because it's so easy to 
grab something, throw it up or, and to keep going through life and not like remembering to read. And so, you know, when I'm sharing stuff, I need to be reading a ton and really doing my research. I can't just be putting up random garbage. Right. They say that the the best way to learn is by teaching. So you gotta you gotta put yourself through the the teaching process, or I'm sorry, through the learning process first before you're actually able to to teach somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. So it's helped deepen my relationship with God for sure because I don't want to be sharing false stuff or inaccurate information. So I've been reading more than ever and praying more than ever and um, trying to talk about it more uh, because. I mean, we even changed our logo seven, eight months ago or so. It used to be like a mountain with a dude with a shotgun and one with a bow or whatever. Um, and that guy I talked to you about earlier from Arizona, David Thompson, um, He, I was kind of telling him like, hey, I, I just feel like this is the direction I want to go. Now, I don't want to look like some fancy hunter. I, I want to share about God and then about hunting. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning. And so I'm thinking about changing the logo and boom, get a message. What about this? And I was like, that's it. We're doing it, man. Can I use this? He was like, really? No, this ain't that good. I'm like, this is awesome, man. I want people, you know, before we had a little cross, like we didn't want to be too out there because I feel like it turns people off. I'm like, I don't care about that anymore. You know, I want people to know right from the get go, like the cross is this is what it is and kind of the mountains in the background. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome that you have, you've committed this to, to, you know, helping people follow Jesus, be able to help people pursue their relationships with God. That's, that's really cool. But I mean, as we are, you know, approaching our, our time here, I, I definitely want to respect your time and I appreciate you being on, but I got a few questions that I yeah, want totally. to, to ask you real quick. So, this is a question that I always ask my my guests on the show, and I've got an, a, a wide range of questions, or I'm sorry, a, a wide range of answers to this question. So I'm, I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So my question for you is, what does hunting mean to you? I've been thinking about that a lot because that is a very hard question, it seems like. Um like I said before, I was kind of a hobby jumper and now this is just what I do. And yeah, people can take those traditions and stuff for granted, but, and I might've already ruined my son. He was three last year and watched me shoot a bear and spot and stock turkeys. He was with me the whole time. So he's growing up when I'm hungry for it and hungry for learning and getting out there and he's being a part of it. So I guess being able to pass that down to him and just the love for the outdoors and appreciating that we get to be out in God's creation and look how amazing this is. Like we just found a whole new area two weeks ago and I'm like, this is humongous. There's so much ground. It's amazing. And it's just like, there's no way you can explore even all of one state thoroughly. It's, So, I mean, just being able to get outside, learn new things and pass down knowledge. And that's been a big thing about Unbounded Pursuit is to learn, to grow and to share. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And 
you know, of course, I wanted you to have, I wanted to have you on the show so that, you know, my listeners could come check out what you, what you got going on with Unbounded Pursuit. So where can people find you? Where can they find Unbounded Pursuit and everything that you're doing? So the main one is Instagram. Um, I just have a link to Facebook. So whatever I post on Instagram, go straight to Facebook. But I have it because I know a lot of people don't have Instagram or Insta page. Um, and then YouTube as well. Um, and all of them are just Unbounded Pursuit. So it's pretty easy to find. Awesome. I'll make sure that I put all those links, making sure I'm putting them down, writing them down here. That way I can get those for you. I'll put all those links in the show notes. That way people, if they are interested, they want to check out what you're doing, they can just click on those links and they'll take them right to your page. So man, I appreciate you being on here today, AJ. Thank you so much for being on the Rice Kill League podcast. And Thanks this for was a real me. fun, real fun conversation, man. Thank you. Yeah, this was a blast. If you want to do more, let me know. All right, man. Awesome.